The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We're talking Major League Baseball. Yes, we have professional sports back, but for how long? Usually you'd be listening to Sean and Sam on the Functional Sportsaholic, but we have special guest Eric Zimmerman, co-author of the Fantasy Baseball Almanac Draft Guide with uh, yours truly, a.k.a. the Baseball Llama. Eric, how are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm sitting here in Florida, so... <laughs> yeah, the episode, <laughs> Hiding right? out. Yeah, pretty much just trying to avoid the um, the idiots like. as much as possible. Stay. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, so, I, let me say this. So, baseball um, came back this weekend, and uh, you, you know, like, I have kind of a love-hate relationship with the sport. Obviously, you and me... Um, we played baseball throughout our entire lives, um, you know, and then after we couldn't hack it and, and play college or anything like that, we started a beer league team um, as, I believe, 17-year-olds getting schooled by, like, all the 40-year-olds. Now, I'm, of course, I've moved to Chicago, uh, but you're still in that beer league, and now you're schooling all the teenagers, um, you know, as the wily <laughs> veterans. But, no, but, I mean, we love the game. We love the sport. We love playing the sport. But, you know, as we've talked about, actually, on the show before, I had to leave it after the Jeffrey Mayer stuff uh, in the 90s. Uh, Major League Baseball, along with FIFA um, in the world spectrum, is just notoriously slow at having any kind of uh, you know plan to do things any kind of progression and then of course you know you and I were debating on Twitter um about whether or not there would be a season because the the owners and the players their relationship is toxic the MLBPA and the MLB uh well now um you know we got the season and I had it on all weekend and I loved it I loved how the networks are piping in um, um you know crowd noise I love you know I wouldn't say I love the cardboard cutouts but I like them better with the cardboard cutouts than without. I like the CGI crowd, you know, the computer-generated crowd when the home runs go up. I liked all the stuff, and what I really liked was putting it on all day on Saturday and fading out and taking a nap for like two or three hours with the background noise and then coming back in and watching more professional sports. So let me ask you this. Before we get into the whole mess that we're dealing with right now in Miami, um, impressions of the first like weekend um of, of sports were you happy to have it back were you glued to the tv like i've been how has how has it been for you a purist a baseball purist um oh man i, I love it um you know I, I i had you know pretty much just had my focus drawn to at least to the Braves when they were on and just kind of following along with everything the rest of the way i am married with two kids and yeah. can only get away with so much in the in uh, you know on the main tv before one of the children starts asking for something horrible to be put on <laughs> um so mm-hmm. you know it's it's, it's along keeping track of everything but it was it was great to have it i agree with you the um the piped in crowd noise was was great i like the cardboard cutouts especially since they're doing it basically for charity i did not i thought the uh, the cgi crowd was awful um it just looked so cheesy you could basically just watch one section of it and you'd have a guy on a loop for about three seconds do one move and then kind of drop down and then do the same move that's part of what i liked about it though the the the, like it's like the um (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, that's very major league baseball. It's like you get it about half right. Like it's not, it's not terribly difficult to get the crowd on a 45 second loop of doing different things. But I did notice that because I think, you know, local market I had on WGN up here in Chicago, um, you know, I think it was a Cubs Brewers game and, um, I think Schwarber went deep. Somebody went deep, and I went around and my wife and I were, you know, we're both in the bed in the bedroom. We're just kind of watching. I said, what is that? And I thought, 
I didn't really hear too much about CGI crowd. I've heard about it talked, but I wasn't expecting it because um, I didn't pay that at close mm-hmm. attention. And I was like, are th- is that like team staff that they let on the field? I was like, no, 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 that's got to be CGI. So we went back and rewound. And sure enough, it was CGI. And you're right, about every two to three seconds, um, a guy would stand and clap and then go to go to standing with folded arms. It's clap, 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 yeah. fold arms. Clap, 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 fold arms. And I was like, I laughed because I was like, that's basically what I do in in that order <laughs> and in that duration and that cadence is clap, 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 fold arms. Um, so <laughs> it, maybe that's why. Maybe it just reminded me a little bit of myself. It but. could be. I mean, if it were me, I would have just gone and hired Nintendo and just gotten something out of the old NES systems and just kind of put those into the crowd. We know, would like uh, that, but I don't think like, anybody else would. Other kids wouldn't get it, but for us, it would have been hilarious. Well, hey, let's yeah. be honest about this. The demographic of baseball is about 35 and up. Um, so I don't think I don't know that the kids would have any idea um, what's going on in the MLB anyway. Too busy watching esports, I'm thinking. But um, no, but like I would say it's just, it was, a, out, again, outside of Miami, which believe me, we're going to talk about, outside of that garbage that we're getting right now, um, I would say it was a very successful first weekend. I got to think, I don't know if you – actually, let me just ask. Have you seen anything about ratings or anything like that with the different sports networks? Um, I, ha- uh, the only thing I saw was for the opening, uh, opening night game or the opening day game with the Yankees and, um, and nationals. And I think it was like the highest watched game in ever. Yeah. Um, since I, I can see, I actually just did a quick search for it. Um, ratings of course are soaring because it's the only, th- only thing sports related on TV. Believe me, gamblers, um, want something to bet on um, and they've been chomping at the bit especially you know baseball gamblers um, which is kind of a whole different nuance to NBA and and NFL which is kind of my specialty but um, MLB opener was most viewed regular season game since 2011 Um, so about 10 years close to and this is why I think we were saying that baseball has got to come back because I mean, yes, I know the NBA is going to come back and they're going to get ratings, but it's just a little bit different. This is a way to kind of strike back and hopefully get back and pipe in and get some new fans and new, new blood back into the, the community. Um, uh, super and MLB cool. is, God, they're doing everything they can to screw it up, too, from an organizational level. Of course. I mean, from the base perspective, they say, oh, we love the fans. The fans are important. And you're in a 60-game shortened season with the nation in a pandemic. And they're still blacking out games locally <laughs> and i don't get it are you freaking kidding me they're blind i had not I, heard that they're they're blacking watch, out I games watch, i went to go watch the braves last night and they're blacked out because it was playing tampa. you know tampa and i have mlb.tv and they black it out i went to go watch them on uh was it on sunday when they're on espn blacked out I'm just like, these things should be accessible to everyone at this point. It's 60 freaking games, if that. And it's not as and if it's, it's not as if they're getting or they're selling out the stadium anyway. That's a ridiculous because the whole point of blackout is you want to use that as an incentive to get people to go to the game right. and buy the tickets. They're not selling yeah. tickets. No, you're not going to be able to watch. sell out that Tampa Bay Stadium. That is the dumbest of oh, them. <laughs> they never did that one. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just you want as many people watching as possible and you're still making it difficult for local people to do it or for anyone to do it. You know, I I get, you know, maybe maybe a little bit. I get these, uh, you know, the bigger teams that have the networks like, you know, the Yankees and the Yes Network and, you know, all the all the the teams that basically have their networks and the local coverage. I kind of get that. 
you know, like maybe uh, like I, I could think like in the, in up in Chicago, like you can get access to the Cubs game, but there are markets like Tampa where you're not going to be able to get access anywhere else. That is a little messy, man. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it, it's par for the course with MLB, and that's what drives me nuts. But that's why we're fans of the game and fans of the players, not fans of the owners and the commissioner. Yeah, nobody wearing. And we will shift it back to baseball, but you and I, we've been talking about um, the NFL uh, as well, and I've been I've been adamant, and I've been telling everybody, and you know, obviously I sell the Fantasy Football Almanac, um, which by the way, uh, may as well just do the quick plug here, Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide, uh, available on Amazon, and free updates, of course, that's always a standard thing, but what I'm offering people this year is everybody's kind of freaking out, and now we're seeing the Marlins and all this stuff, and what's going on in baseball outside of a bubble situation and scenario. I still believe that we're going to have a season, and I'm offering anybody who buys the book, anybody who has bought the book, if you sign up for those free updates, and there's uh, instructions on how to do that inside the book for free again, um, I'm giving everybody um, an e-copy of the 2020, 2021 version for free if the season is canceled. Um, that way you don't have to risk it. All the risk will come back to me. All you have to do is sign up for the free updates. And if the season's canceled, I'll give you next year's updates for free. So again, you only have to buy the one book. And we um, we actually did the same, uh, Eric, when our book in the Fantasy Baseball Almanac, and we had actually notified our readers, hey, if there's no se- during the tense negotiations, hey, if there's no season, we'll give you the, the book next year for free. Um, just because, you know, it's the right thing to do. Everybody's feeling the crunch right now. Uh, ourselves included. It hurt our sales cycle a little bit. It's certainly hurting the things in the book. But um, the NFL, I'm convinced we're going to get a season. But I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. But let me say this. Let me just throw this out there. First of all, this is the most physical of sports. Outside, of, you can make the argument about NBA in terms of sweat dripping on everybody, right? Posting people up. But the NFL is a little bit different, right? You you don't end a play without contact. So I would say it's the most physical sport of all the sports out there. Um, it is built to spread this virus. The NFL, um, they're, you know, kind of quarantine stuff. The NFLPA and the NFL have agreed. They've agreed on financials. That's great. But we're going to see outbreaks. There's just mathematics, Law of averages, we're going to see outbreaks. So how does the NFL deal with the outbreaks? The only way they can police it, or I guess the best way they could try to do it, would be to create a bubble scenario, a bubble environment. But we're talking about 53 men per roster in the NFL. Um, that's over 1,500 players. Then you talk about organization. You're looking about th- like thousands of people. You're looking at a small city. It's just not feasible, I don't think, for the NFL to do um, for five months out of the year. That's tough. And so I was never a big buyer on it, but now I'm more convinced than ever that we're going to see about two months worth of delays. I think we're going to see outbreak, then cancellation, then we have to come up with some makeup window, um, whether it's an isolated cancellation like what we're seeing in Miami um, in the MLB, whether it's a full league shutdown for two to three week periods, which that should be all that is needed is a two to three week shutdown. But I firmly believe we're going to get a Super Bowl around Easter, which is late March, you know, to mid-April. Um, and for the NFL business, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, man. I really don't because you cut into next year's MLB spring training. You cut into March Madness if there is a March Madness. Uh, the Super Bowl gets played. Then you get into the following. Um, you get into the NBA playoffs for next year um, during the, the free agency period. Um, during the NBA Finals, you're getting the NFL draft if everything is pushed back. I think NFL owners, I'm not going to go full conspiracy theory and say that's their plan, but 
if there are delays, I don't think the owners are shedding a tear. And I think we're getting a 16-game season. I think we're getting a Super Bowl. But it's going to be a weird year for the NFL. What do you think about that? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, I've said that long. I said if, if baseball can't work it, no one can. Um, because they are basically built to socially distance. You know, aside from when you have the runner on first base standing there next to, you know, the first baseman and the umpires behind the plate, which let's not get into Joe West and his um, <laughs> his theories and refusal to wear masks and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if baseball can't pull it off, it's it's hard to fathom that NBA or NFL can. So, I mean, they've, they've got to watch baseball closely and learn from their mistakes. And the NFL doesn't seem to be willing to to do that yet. From what I've seen, so uh, I mean we'll get it, but right, it's going to be delayed and it's going to be on and off, and you're going to have teams. Okay, this game is going to be canceled or postponed, and then they're going to have to do weird makeup schedules. And it's I, I, but I think this is going to happen so often. I mean, we're what are we? We're, we're like four games into the season here. Which, by the way, I thought I find it very weird. Um, not weird in just like a hmm, that's peculiar. Peculiar. Um, four games into the season, not a single undefeated team. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like you would expect at least one undefeated team at the, four games into the season, you would think somebody to start four and zero. It's just like it's just like an abnormality. But um, you know, the whole season is going to be weird. It, it, it it's going to be weird, but I think it's cool. I mean, I've been kind of I like the idea of a sixty game season because every game is about two and a half to three times more important. I guess about two and a half times more important than another regular season game would be. Um, I, I think it's cool the way you work the rotations. I know they have like heavier rosters and everything. I, I, I like it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. But to be this early into the season to see a breakout, um, I honestly, I think we're going to see so many of these things pop up. And I, I, I agree with what the MLB did is just cancel the two teams, put them in there, assess the situation, then we'll figure out everything later. I think they're going to do that to enough teams that at the end of the season – um, maybe they'll go on a quick, like, hey, we'll just explain the playoffs type thing, or uh, like even further than they already have, or they'll just go winning percentage and say, look, there's too many games to make up. I just, I, I don't, I just don't see every team getting a chance to play 60 games. I think some teams might. I think some teams will end up at 52, some will end up at 55, and, uh, and there's just going to be too much to delay. And the MLB does not want to delay, um, the, the, the World Series much further than it already is. So, I don't see how it works. I really don't. But I think we'll get a champion. And that's the key, man. Yeah. We just want to see a champion. And we want to keep this going. So, you know, I'm I am for everything. Even if, like, the Marlins only play 40 games this season, I'm I'm for it. Let's just keep the games going oh, yeah. safely. And they are. What they're, what they're looking at is, um, from everything I've read, they're saying that they're going to go winning percentage. So if one yeah. team only plays 55 games, they're going to go winning percentage. Um, and balance that out. So again, I think you're going to see some interesting things go on. Now, the Marlins are a whole different case because they're <laughs> basically shut down for right. at least the weekend. I mean, half their roster is gone. Mm-hmm. And when they come back, you got to figure, you know, not many of those people are going to be there. So you're going to have to bring in God knows what. It's going to be replacement level stuff. And Miami has said they don't want them coming back or or having that, or if they do come back, they have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah, sure. So sure. I yeah I don't see how it's going to work for Miami, but the good news is it did happen early, which means other teams can look at it and say, "All right, I'm not going to do that." Now, whether that report floating around I sent you earlier, you know about Miami uh, just yeah. after one of the exhibition games in Atlanta, heading over to a strip club and right. then all of a sudden having a breakout. If that's legit, uh, <laughs> I'd I'd go ahead and just 
suspend the whole team for the year and say you're done um because that's absolutely insane you can't trust him anymore yeah but you know, yeah, and, and yeah. let me just say that. So um, we got reports in the NBA that a dude left the bubble, you know, excused absence or whatever. And it, oddly enough, in Atlanta, um, was at a strip club, and you know, somebody. It, it, there's a lot of stupid to unpack in this. So let me let me try to sum it up as briefly as I can here. Um, went to the strip club um, outside of the NBA bubble, and somebody. It was either an Instagram picture or a tweet or something like that of like a rapper tweeted the guy out. So of course it, it everybody knew it. Then the guy you know who tweeted it out or put it on Instagram deleted it, and then everybody said it was an old picture and yada yada yada. Okay, so basically what ended up happening is the NBA is has investigated and they've put him on um, a mandatory like quarantine for a long time. Was it the same strip club? I don't know, but I'm guessing if the professional sports Marlins went to. I'm just, I'm guessing it's probably a famous one um, that people con- because like if 14 players from the Marlins go to like a strip club, they're not just going to a bad one. They probably know where to go, and I would think that it would be slightly upscale. So I think there's a decent chance that it was probably the same one um, that these two affluent guys, um, you know, the NBA and the rapper, um, went to as well. So I'm just saying, Apple Staff, it's it's probably it wouldn't shock me if it was the same. Wouldn't shock me if it wasn't, but I think there's a decent chance it is. Um, but let me say this: the the guy in the NBA before you before you texted me about this stuff um, this morning or or G chatted me or whatever it was, I was thinking about this NBA guy and thinking, what an idiot! You got a league that's created a bubble to sustain the season. How selfish or ignorant, but probably a combination of both. Do you have to be to put that season in jeopardy for a little bit of entertainment? Um, and then the Marlins doing the same thing. And this is what you're going to get outside of a bubble scenario. Um, I think the NBA part is a little bit more excusable because you're not going to be able to police these guys 24 hours a day outside of a bubble. It's just not going to happen. But the NBA guy, he gets an excused absence, and then he kind of sneaks off. And we've already, uh, Sam and I were talking last week about you know players trying to sneak people into the bubble and all this stuff. It's like, come on, guys. Like, it's three months. Like, why are you putting... The jeopardy, and to me at this point as a fan, I'm thinking you're jeopardizing a little bit of the healing for the country. We need sports back. It's just try to act a little bit better. I just ugh, yeah, yeah. sports therapy for our country. It really is. Yeah, it, sports. It's, is- it, it, we need it. It's the only thing that. Even though, like, because we're a country that likes to disagree, but I don't think we're any different than anybody, any other country. I mean, everybody likes to fight and disagree with each other, but it's the only thing that we can disagree about, like, good-naturedly for the most part. Unless you're in a Raiders stadium in the upper bowl and getting stabbed. Um, um, and I was telling the story about, you know, when I used to own Redskins season tickets. Like, every, every game I went to, there were three fights in my specific section. And so you have Jeez. to think there's about, you know, a couple hundred fights, you know. I got to wonder how big the jail is, the uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that jail is down there. But anyway, um, yeah, man, it's it's a bummer to me that that people aren't taking a little bit more responsibility um, for their actions, and you know that you know that there are rules in place. And if you're not worried about your own protection, that's one thing. But you got to know that if something happens, you shut down your team for a week or two that hurts your city man you got fans out there that want to watch i mean it's more responsibility than just like whether or not you're taking the pandemic seriously it's more than that it's you're letting a lot of people down with your actions and that to me is just like the worst of the worst to me 
It is. I mean, it, it, you can equate it to, and we'll, again, we'll take it back, and we'll probably do this a lot, but take it back to those Marlins. They had four tests positive, I believe it was Saturday. Mm. And then they go right out and play against the Phillies. Now, the Phillies knew, MLB knew, but no one stepped in and said, hey, uh-uh, shut it down. Yeah. You know, the, and Mattingly came out and said, we didn't even, no, there was no discussion whatsoever about canceling the game. We were going to play no matter what. Are you kidding me? That, that should that's have been the, a discussion. That's the mentality that you know we could have we could have had this stupid this this whole environment is stupid right now, and it's not stupid for the <laughs> you know for the reason a lot of people are saying it's stupid because we should have had this thing shut down in February, you know mm-hmm. as as we as we've been talking about on the show, and it's like everybody wants to like dig in their heels and take a side, and you know just basically argue and argue and argue when if everybody just put their bootstraps on and created a solution. We would have been done. We would have been done with this in like February, March. We would have had our sports back a long time ago, you know, possibly in time for Major League's actual opening day if we just took it seriously. And like, you know, a lot of times it's like I do things that I don't necessarily agree with or even think are correct. But for the greater good, it's just like, yeah, what does it hurt me to, to, you know, what what are the benefits of me digging in my heels and what are the risks of me digging in my heels? I think that cost benefit analysis, like the ability to like think mm-hmm. about. Well, if I am wrong, what's the worst that could happen? Well, you, you'll lose sports for two or three months. Or, shoot, maybe my team gets shut down. The, the idea that the MLB, what this shows you, as we were talking about in GChat, they had no, they had no plan for this scenario. No. They had no, no. plan. They said pl- um, from what? When they shut it down in fe- uh, February or March, when they shut it down, they didn't even talk. The two sides didn't even talk, the MLB and the, and the Players Union, until June, and then they said, "All right, we got three weeks to get this done." <laughs> and that's what? eerily similar to what the NFL and NFLPA have have done, which is yeah, why I'm kind exactly. of frightened for the for the sanctity of the season. They're not getting a traditional sixteen. It's just not possible. It's not. Possible. And they had the the luxury. They had the luxury of watching MLB screw up their negotiations, yeah. and instead of saying, "All right, well, we watched them. We watched the public perception of that. Let's do better." They basically followed the same exact path. What, where I will say the NFL did a much better job is, you know, they, they dragged their feet, but last week before camp, the NFL came out and the owners came out with a strong proposal, including like a, what I thought was a very aggressive salary cap floor because we know the, the, the NFL, the reports said that they're probably going to lose about 40% of the revenue, which according to the collective mm-hmm. bargain agreement would mean the salary cap would basically dip by a significant percentage. So the owners basically said, hey, look, we're going to take it in the chin and we're going to put a salary cap floor in for 2021 so that 32 teams don't have to waive half their rosters to get under the cap. So like they came out with a strong proposal and I think they did learn the business lesson and the optics lesson from the MLB, but they certainly have not learned the preparedness lesson. And what we saw in the NBA, when I forgot who the first guys were to test positive, I think it was like a Utah Jazz versus like Denver Nuggets game or something like that. Maybe it was um, Oklahoma City versus Utah or Denver, something like that. One guy tested positive the day of, and the league shut down immediately. They canceled that game. The rest of the games that night went, and then that's when things shut down. MLB, four guys test positive after knowing what we know, and they play the game. And they, yep, they let him take the field, and I mean, and now the yeah, Phillies and, and the Phillies are have to sit out sit out because of this. If they didn't play the game, yeah, the Phillies would have been able to do it. It's just maddening that they did not have that scenario thought of. 
it wasn't even a matter of thinking of it ahead of time. It's a matter of looking at it at, the t at that moment and saying, all right, this is probably not the best Both of idea. Both those things, judgment in the moment, and then where, like, who are your people that are in charge of this and figuring out what are the contingency plans and the scenarios here? I, I, it, def it, it boggles my yeah. mind that... Look, it, you know, again, as we say, I know people listen to this right now don't, you know, there there's percentages. People who are listening to this think it's a hoax. People who are listening to this don't wear masks, which, by the way, um, again, I, objectively, I don't see how you see those things as true. If you don't believe that it's that big of a deal, you know, I'm probably not going to sway your opinion. But wear the mask because what's the downside if you're wrong? What's the downside if you're right? I mean, it's just, to me, it's just like, let's just get it over with. Get rid of it. But the fact that like, uh... you're... Real quick, the fact that you're running billion-dollar businesses and the thing that can submarine your business is not being able to make a decision for a scenario. How have, how have you not thought of these scenarios? How have you not had a four-hour meeting that's like, okay, Team A has four players test positive, day of game, what do we do? Well, obviously, you cancel the game so that you can preserve everything. <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah. How, how does this happen? I, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. It it was baffling to me from the outset. And then, you know, it just, yeah, it, it just kind of comes off like the Marlins weren't taking it seriously. Because even you look in their dugout and there's videos floating around or pictures of floating around of Mattingly wearing a mask <laughs> his over his chin. Over his chin. It's like he's got a chin yarmulke on. I don't know. <laughs> it, I just, I didn't, I, what? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And hopefully, it kind of opens some eyes around the league and they start to see, all right, well, and you know, you see this again on another team or two and they're going to have to just completely tank the season. Um, so I, I, I prefer the MLB, first of all, to, to, if somebody tests positive, just don't play the game. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. because that team is already um, kind of screwed and you're going to have to evaluate like we're, what we're doing, but don't screw up the other team. Um, yep. you know, the Phillies should be playing right now. Uh, it's gosh, man, it's just poor decision-making the NFL. I hope they pay attention. Now the NBA and the NHL, they have their bubbles. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but the NBA has been scrimmaging and they're, I, I have no, no doubt because the NBA has been on top of this in terms of the leagues for a while. And the NHL, I think will be fine because Canada's numbers are already low and they're quarantining in Canada. Um, so I, th you know, I think they'll be. Or I'm sorry, the bubbles in Canada, so they'll be fine too. But um, the NFL, man, it's it's in jeopardy. But enough of the negative stuff. Let's talk about the season itself. Um, uh, well, one more little negative thing. If I have even thought about a player and acquiring that player for my fantasy baseball team, they either have COVID or they have had Tommy John surgery. I can't get out from the injury list. I I've already used all my my injury list slots. I, I, I cannot rebound from that. Um, but other than that, what do you think about the, the league, how they've been using pitching to start the league? Um, any surprises so far from your perspective? Um, not really. I thought a lot of it was, you know, smokescreen when they were saying, oh, some of these guys are only going to go two, three innings the first time through. Um, but, I mean, it, a lot of it you're going to see, you're seeing a lot of what we expected to happen. Um, the Red Sox rotation is is atrocious yeah. it's a disaster yeah um Cleveland's rotation is phenomenal yeah. um you know yeah. you're seeing a lot of things you're going to see you know some averages right now you got I think the biggest thing we're seeing is that hitters are behind yeah a lot 
fastballs. Um, you know, I watched it all weekend, and the Braves were just behind on the fastball. Um, you know, on the on the on the upper nineties, you know, ninety eight, ninety nine type stuff. You know, you're just you're a little bit delayed because you can, as a pitcher, you can go through your motions a little easier than a pitcher can. Oh, I'm sorry, than a hitter can. Mm-hmm. You can't simulate hitting, you know, ninety eight with movement in a batting cage. Brutal. So it's, I remember. It's hard to, <laughs> When we were playing Little League, I remember um, my best season was the last year I played. I was like 15 or whatever the the age was. And one of your buddies, Paul, we won't say his last name, um, Paul, who ended up actually getting drafted, if I'm not mistaken, by the Indians. Indians. uh, By, I should say, the Cleveland organization. I don't know what they're doing with their name. Um, But I, I remember the moment where I was like, you know, even if I work hard for the rest of my life, I have no shot at ever, ever really competing, even collegiately is watching him, and I think he was actually on your team that day. It was the only two strikeouts I had that entire year. And I faced him, and he was throwing the ball hard. The speed wasn't it, but the ball moved by like 12 inches every single time he threw. It wasn't a slider. It was just like a fastball with movement. I'm just like, I have no no ability (laughs) to to do anything. (laughs) And and that was sobering. But, I mean... Speed with movement, and I would say this, and you'd know a little bit better than me, but you know they, they have this abridged summer camp or spring training, summer train, whatever they called it. If you're a pitcher and you're preserving your arm, you're trying to get ready for the season, even when they're having these live scrimmages, if I'm a pitcher, man, I'm, I'm worried about my mechanics. I'm not worried about dialing it up and throwing the ball as hard as I can. I'm just not going to throw it that hard for... Um, you know, in in an intra-squad scrimmage, but I'll dial it up in a game. And I think maybe that's what's happening a little bit right now is we're seeing the pitchers really get up to full speed for their four, five, or six innings or whatever they're throwing. And like you said, the batters are just behind. You agree? I do, and uh, I also think that's why we're seeing a lot of injuries to pitchers at this mm, point. Um, you know better than anybody with your fantasy team. They're just dropping like flies. They are, man. Um, They're I think gone. Lost, yeah, I lost... Uh, AJ Puck, Marcus Stroman, Odorizzi, and Verlander in the span of a week. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know it's it's tough because these guys you know probably held back a little bit to save their arms and then went full throttle um, either in their tune-ups or you know first game of the season and yeah it, the injuries are piling up and it's 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 crazy. Yeah, I had but to wave Kluber. Gonna... I had to wave Kluber from my fantasy team, man. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. No, no, no choice there. He's he's if he comes back, it's as a reliever. Yeah. So that kind of, you know, that that hinders his ability for you because what's he going to do? You know, me, I'm sitting on Verlander and wondering. Yeah, you know, there's reports that say he's done for the year. I did see and that. Then he, yeah. And then he came out and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm only out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully, I'll be back." You know, so it's it's tough to say. So a lot of people are are filling their bench with with uh, with IL people. Yeah. So it's it's tough, but it's going to be an interesting season. It's it's so hard to give advice now on fantasy because, mm. you know, the best advice I can offer right now with 100% certainty is if you have anybody on the Marlins on your team, drop them. Yeah. And um, <laughs> That's about all. I'll, I'll say this. So I've been saying this to, um, again, the free updates with the Fantasy Football Almanac. We do the same thing with the Fantasy Baseball Almanac, but that kind of like the pre-sales season stuff is over. But right. Um, I've been telling my football readers um, what I said at the beginning of the show with, are we going to get a season? Yeah, um, we'll get a season in some way. But fantasy football this season is going to be weird in fantasy baseball. Fantasy sports is just going to be weird. 
And we're going to see players quarantined. Um, you have to know the quarantine rules. You have to navigate your bench. And I'm saying this is going to be a season where all leagues are going to be playing essentially daily fantasy sports. It's not going to be that bad, but you might have to build a roster like I have, by the way. I've had to build a roster <laughs> kind of from scratch in the last two or three days because of seriously all the injuries and, um, you know, the quarantines. And... Um, and you have to juggle, guys. Like, I have Moustakas at second base, which that was one of my big sleeper picks, and it was starting to pan out. It's looking really good early in the season. I'm not going to drop him. So, And we have skinny bench in our league. That's just how our league works. So I'm not going to drop him. So now I have to, like, kind of rotate guys in. Um, and we have mm -hmm. a limited amount of waiver claims we can make. That's one of our rules. And But you're going to be doing the same thing in fantasy football, too. So you have to start thinking about, okay, well, what are the quarantine rules? If a player gets it, how long does it take? I mean, it's just reality. Even if they're, as I said earlier in this year, imagine you have Lamar Jackson, week 14, Monday night football. He tests positive. He's asymptomatic, but tests positive. Sorry, guys, that's a 10-day quarantine. You're going to miss two games at the at the absolute most critical part of your season. You need to have a backup plan for this. And so you need to get, I'm not a guy who usually likes to keep deep uh, you know, backup quarterbacks, deep tight ends on my roster. You have to be ready for this, and that's what you know. Our guide, and and that's the best what we're doing for our baseball audience too, is trying to figure out how do we navigate this evolving situation because it is a big storyline, and it's a legit, it's a legit fantasy storyline. Even if you don't even believe it's a big thing in society, it is absolutely mm -hmm. a big storyline in, in professional sports because there are rules, and um, and you know the, and the NFL, just, there are players, organizations that, you know, there are rules. They have to adhere to, to quarantines and stuff. So you need to pay attention to it. And it's not just the virus anymore because um, use Atlanta as a test case. Opening day, both of their starting catchers, Tyler Flowers and Travis Darno, were showing symptoms. They sent oh. them home. They didn't want to come into the ballpark. They weren't feeling well. They said, nope, don't come in. They didn't travel with it's them. the difference between York. the Braves and the Marlins, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and neither one of them tested positive. They just probably had some kind of call, you know, cold or viral infection or whatever. They've continued to be tested, still no, you know, whatever. They're starting to feel better, whatever. But you're going to see anyone just comes in with a cough. They're going to shoo them out of there and, you yeah. know, make them sit back. You know, you're going to lose them for a few days. Two catchers. So it, it's going to be – people are going to be playing shorthanded and, yeah. And that impacts – that impacts everything. So, like, the way I say it is, like, in the NFL, okay, um, um, okay. so Christian McCaffrey, is he going to opt out of the season? No. But what happens if two of his interior offensive linemen opt out of the season, him facing a new offensive scheme? Yep. That's going to impact him, right? What happens if, mm -hmm. um, you know, your team's, um, you know, great if you're a gambler? And I'm not – I'm a big gambler, as you know, Eric. I, I enter the – I'm not entering a single contest because the variance is just way too – hard to keep track no. of this year. I'm not putting money into gambling. I'll make my picks for everybody for entertainment's sake, but I'm not going to enter any contest and I would recommend that everybody stay far away from them because it's weird. You might oh. get a, you might get a scratch right before kickoff because a guy has a sneeze, yep. you know? I mean it's it's weird. It's a weird system, but <clears throat> baseball, think about lineup protection. Um, you yep. know, a, a a guy like uh, let's say I have Encarnacion and uh, Makata on my lineup. One of those guys goes down, it's going to impact the other guy. So you have to think about mm -hmm. these things, man. It's like, it, it, it's a it's a, a huge storyline. I don't see anybody else talking about this for fantasy sports. I don't see anybody else talking about it. This is huge. It's huge. It is. It, it completely does it. And anyone that's putting money on these seasons is, uh, I mean, you're I all... Mean, it's a lottery ticket at this point. It, it, like, I, I always say, like, betting sports is a game of skill. Um, 
like you can use analytics and you can approximate yourself and get yourself to, to profitable, um, you know, 58, 59%. You can get there with the analytics. This year, you got to throw all that stuff out the window. I'm not, I'm not doing a thing. I'm not doing a thing. I completely agree and don't blame you one bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's complete crapshoot. So, yep. Um, yeah, man. So I think that's an episode. You got anything else before, uh, before we sign off here? Uh, no, just, I mean, enjoy baseball while you got it. Enjoy the sports, enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I think if the sports do it right, they can heal the country to some degree. They really can. We need, they yeah, can, we need it. We do. We need it. You, know, you never realize how important it is to the country because it's just, oh, it's just a game, but it's so much more than that to so many people. It really can calm down the nation. It can really, you know, just give people a, an escape. Something to else to talk about up. on social media for crying out loud. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I like my, my, my Facebook, I don't even go on the Facebook anymore because everybody's at war with each other. I'd rather them just be at war over fantasy sports. <laughs> you know, I just, I, 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 it's, 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 it can be toxic. So yes. Um, sports, uh, wear your masks. That's it. Even if you don't believe it, just wear your mask. What's the downside? You get a little pinch in the I nose. Think, Come on. Yeah. I think I, uh, equated the mask thing to, um, to, to actually to my wife. So I can, I can say this cause I actually said it to my wife as well, but I equated it to when you were younger to where you're getting in an argument with your wife, you know, you're going to lose. So just agree and go along and say you're right. And it's the same thing with the mask. No matter what, just put the damn thing on when you go into the store, it's not going to hurt you. And you know, just accept it. It, it is what it is. You, you're not going to win the argument with someone who thinks you need to wear it. And really you're not going to win the argument with someone who does, who thinks they don't, but just for the sake of, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's good advice. And to me, like I say, like I'm I'm analytical, so I think upside downside. Upside, it, like if you don't believe it, upside of wearing the mask is, hey, I was wrong, and we got rid of the virus in you know a month or two, and everything's back, and we get a full NFL season. Downside, um, uh, I, I was right, we didn't need to do it, and my nose was a little itchy for a couple hours a day. I mean, it, it, like the, the, the cost benefit is just so far in favor of wearing it, even if it doesn't make a difference. But of course the research is all out there. Although I, I won't get into the political stuff. I mean, the, 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 you know, the, the communications from departments and everything have left a little be desired both globally and domestically, but uh, it's a mess, but let's all help each other instead of yelling at each other for crying out loud. Ugh. Yeah, but on the same, we're all in the same boat here. We're all, you know, we all want to get back and go out to dinner. We all want to go on vacation. I was supposed to be leaving in two days for Atlanta for a trip with my son for his birthday, you know, and that's gone. So, I mean, look, the fact comes down to where's the negative in wearing a mask? Mm -hmm. Where's the negative in not wearing it? Well, you could spread something. Yeah. So maybe, maybe not, but. It, yeah, you said the law of averages. I'll take the I'll take the chance, you know, with wearing it. Yeah, it's um, I, like you said. I mean, I was supposed to be going to Florida in September. Um, I was supposed to be taking a, like a big trip. I won't, you know, I won't humble brag and say where I was going, but it was going to be a nice, fun trip. I was supposed to be there this month. Probably would have been back by now. Those things are just evaporated, you know. And th- these are years of our lives that we don't get back. Like I can't get mm-hmm. that trip back. I can go on one next year, but you know, we don't we don't get twenty twenty back. So. Let's just try to, you know, wrangle and get what we can out of it. But uh, anyway, there's there's the end of that, everybody. Let's be a community. Let's stop fighting and yelling at each other. I know it's an election year and everybody wants to be right about everything, but let's just be a community. 
Yeah, Bill and Ted had it right. Be excellent to each Be other. Excellent to each other. There you go. Bill and Ted three coming out at some point. We don't know when because the the studios here are trying to figure out when they can release a movie again. Video on demand September first. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I'll, oh, I'm for that. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. All right. Hey, everybody out there. Hey, be good. Uh, be good to each other. And uh, it is nice to have sports back. Let's keep it. Let's keep the sports. And by the time uh, the episode drops, um, actually, by the time a lot of you are listening to this episode, the NBA has started. Um, so let's hope that we don't have a Miami Marlins-like situation there and we can keep them going. But um, it's good. For the most part, things are moving in the right direction. We just want to keep that going, you know, because it would be really cool yep. to rip that away from us <laughs> after, after a lovely weekend, oh, frankly. God. Uh, yeah. That'd be, cool. That'd be brutal. Yeah. All right. So, everybody, hey, go out. Be good. Welcome to, Welcome the, podcast. to the podcast. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Touch your mic, get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are all it. Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are all it.